0: Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong. We are here to talk about Ride or Dies, Season 38 of the Challenge, Episode 9, I believe. That is it. We're going to give our quick 10 second or less takeaway of Episode 9. Then we're going to get into the Fast Five where we attempt to recap the episode in five minutes or less. And then we're going to get into a deeper dive. So, Trace, with that, quick takeaway from Episode 9.
1: What the fuck?
0: Like, and I would agree that is my take as well. This is absolute worst case scenario. I don't think that production could have done a worse job with what happened here. I mean, so let's
1: get into the. Yeah. Fast five. Let's do fast five. And then I'm going to go scorched earth because fuck these producers. What the fuck? Episode nine. Everyone comes
0: back to the house. They celebrate our uh, Nelson celebrates with Olivia on her win. Olivia says that despite what Nelson did, she's still good with Nelson, but she's hurt but it was still a smart move for Nelson. Nelson talks with Fessi and Anissa. Anissa tells Nelson that the dagger draw worked out perfectly for him. And Fessi makes some comment about how he's tired of coming up short with the game, which transitions us into the next scene between Fessy and Mariah, where this has to be after a drunken night out. This definitely seems like it was taken from somewhere that took place in the season. Fessi cries to Mariah, says that he's tired of losing and, in my notes, I have, in bold, I guess Fessy and Mariah are winning the mission or going into elimination. <laughs> it so, was one of the two. Like, it was one of the two. They're really <clears throat> laying it on thick here as they've continued it done throughout the season. Yeah. And the next scene, pretty much from now until the mission, we just get a long list of ex- existential moments where, which are complete fluff and bullshit that no one really needs to see and provide no value to the episode. We get a conversation between Johnny and Nani. Johnny talks about how they've flown under the radar and that things are going great. And Johnny makes a comment that no one's gunning for them right now. Horatio and Olivia in the next scene have an existential moment where they play soccer together. Kenny and Casey have their existential moment where Casey talks about how it's great to have her brother there. And she's honestly surprised when she wakes up and walks around the house sometimes to see him there,
1: which I think a lot of people are because they don't even show him on TV. No, this was the most screen time he's had in like six episodes.
0: Next scene, we do get content from Tori and Jordan where they wrestle with each other. They say that Tori says that she wants to try and rekindle something with Jordan, but she's still figuring it out. This is foreshadowing for what comes later on in the episode. I think this was honestly some of the only engaging content that
1: happened this episode
0: was everything that happened between Tori and Jordan. I I thought that was good.
1: That was good. Everything else? Shit.
0: In the next scene, Tori talks with Anissa and Nani. She says that she talks about what it's like to be in the house with Jordan. She talks about the cat that she had with Jordan and she's interested to see how everything's going to unfold. So I'd be really curious to know when that conversation actually took place in the grand scheme of things. And the next scene, uh, Norris talks about how Jordan and her have kind of been giving each other the eye since the season started. She says that they've been getting close to each other and she wants to continue to get to know him, but she doesn't want to hurt Tori. After that, we get Chansey and Amber B's existential moment. They talk about each other. Chauncey talks about his grandfather who passed away. And in the last scene, before we get to the mission, Maurice and Jordan make out with each other. They get in bed with each other. Um, and then we get a montage of some of the other couples in the house. Then we get to the mission. Mission TJ says it's a mini final. It's called Hall or Nothing. It's a six mile course and they will carry a plank throughout uh, we can kind of give the high highlights of this. Jordan and Issa are pretty much Screw. in last throughout this. Uh, <laughs> there's really not much they can do. Johnny and Donnie at one point just give up because they know that they're not going to win. So, you know, why even What's bother at that point, which is an issue. And, <laughs> uh, At the first checkpoint, it was entertaining with the barrels. Johnny kind of tries a different strategy than everyone else fails. And then they kind of adapt.
1: You know what he Um, looks like? Is he looks like my dog after she takes a really big shit and she starts dragging her ass across the rug. Like, that's what it looked like.
0: (laughs) Nelson and Norris are out for a good portion of this. And Nelson makes a comment that this is his season. Uh, Fessy and Mariah aren't far behind after the first checkpoint. When we get to the second checkpoint, Nelson and Narice are way ahead, and as we continue through the mission, I'm kind of just going to skip over pretty much all of this, um, at one point they get to the checkpoint where they have to put put a puzzle together, and Narice makes the comment that if Nelson were just to leave her alone and let her do this, they would be able to they would be fine and be able to complete this a lot faster. And I I think that's very observant on her part. That that would probably be the better strategy for them. Uh, They get to the third checkpoint where they have to put all the tires from north to south or for, excuse me, from south to north on a pole uh, as each of the tires are labeled with a country. Mariah says that she doesn't know anything about maps. Fessy and Mariah win. Um, it really didn't seem like it was even close. I don't even know how many people made it to the final checkpoint by the time that Fessy and Mariah finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where TJ says that they're going to switch everything up. TJ says ride or die, par- dies, pairs are no more. And that they're going to split up into teams. And when TJ says that they're going to split up in teams, I literally just started to audibly laugh because this is probably the worst move that they can make at this point. Mm-hmm. And we'll go on God help the producers for why... They feel like they need to do stuff like this. Um, Because it's not like they're just making poor decisions. It's like they're making the worst possible decisions. And they've already
1: made this decision before, and it sucked then. And the very definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Like, what? what? They went to teams
0: into in bloodlines but just because you go into teams that doesn't mean you necessarily have to have the format that bloodlines have where the format in bloodlines literally made zero sense and they're doing
1: the exact same format based on the trailer so let's just keep going what is okay uh fussy and mariah
0: are responsible for giving up the teams because they won the mission they have the night to talk it over uh Nereese makes a comment that she thinks Fessy is going to manipulate uh, the situation to have the stronger team. Back at the house, Nelson asks Fessy what he's going to do, and Nelson brings up that it's kind of a complicated situation because you also want to have a strong team, but at the same time, you want to have uh, your friends on the other team to save you uh, when voting comes into the place. We get the night out. Amber B and Chauncey talk about being on opposite teams. Horatio apologizes to Olivia for his behavior in the mission. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Casey talks to Fessy about picking teams. Fessy says he's uh, going to leave Mariah in the dark about what he's going to do. And he wants to try and make a clean sweep of this. We like really start to see Fessy be a a huge asshole in this episode. Again, reemergence of Fessy being an asshole. Um, We, someone sent a, a tweet out of a screenshot of something that Mariah said in our discord channel that she didn't say in our discord channel, but she made a tweet of we'll read that later, which I think was kind of a, Oh my God tweet uh, about something that Fessy said back at the house after the night out, Jordan uh, kisses Norris. They kind of are kind of making this display in public about their relationship with each other. Tori uh, walks outside and she talks to Devin about how she feels about everything going on b- between Jordan and Reese. Amber B. comes out and kind of uh, asks her if she saw what was going on inside. And she confirms that she didn't fact see what was going on inside. Next day, Johnny talks with Mariah about picking of the teams. And Mariah says that she wants Jordan first so she doesn't get Nisa, Witch. That's Good move. Very smart, smart move. move. Very smart move. Very smart. She knows what she's doing. Uh Johnny says that but she says that she also wants Johnny on her team. And Johnny says that he thinks Felson will not or Fessy will not pick Nelson first, and that he in fact will pick Johnny first. And Mariah thinks that this is where she makes a, a comment that Fessy will not cross her, and that he thinks that or she thinks that this is gonna kind of be uh a a fair kind of equitable
1: divvying of the teams.
0: We get into a deliberation where Fessy and this was kind of pointless. I don't even really get why it was
1: completely fucking pointless because they still just did the same damn schoolyard pick. Like what was the point other than to just have content to put on the air that was pointless?
0: Yeah. Like it really, the only purpose of this was to make Fessy look like an asshole, which fine. If you want to do it, I don't think we need to stretch it out until as long as it was and I think he does a pretty good job of that on his own throughout the rest of the episode. So I don't really, Messy really get the is point of this on display. They get they so they go into a deliberation where they kind of just do some type of negotiation, which doesn't even matter. And Fessy makes it clear that he wants to pick Casey first. Mariah makes it clear that she wants to pick Jordan first. And then we get into some type of conflict where Mariah says that she wants to get Johnny uh, on her team, and Fessy acts like. He needs to like make some type type of deal for her to get Johnny when it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that. It's not like they're going. It's not like they're going to the elimination ring where they offer up the teams and they just say this is what we've decided. The teams are. It's a back and forth pick. So there's really no point to this at all. Mm-hmm. We get a side scene after that where Jordan and Tori talk. This is really the the big conflict of the episode between them and Jordan tries to say that he doesn't have anything going on with Norris and Tori starts to scream at Jordan. Tori asks Jordan, why, uh, if despite everything going on between them and how, uh, he feels with Norris, or she just brings up that Jordan got into bed with her. He told her that he loves her or that they've told each other that they love her. And, Pretty much Tori is, she's upset with the situation. She uh, thinks that Jordan could probably be handling the situation better with everything going on with Norris in the house. And at right, at, right now at this point in the game, that her relationship with Jordan is strictly about the game. And if they can't get into a conversation without having an argument, they can't be friends. And we get into the selection. TJ says that it's a draft. They'll flip a coin over who goes first but it doesn't really fucking matter who goes nope. first because they have to pick one person has to pick Fessy has to pick a girl and Mariah has to pick a guy first. So it literally could not matter less. And I don't even get why they wasted the time putting a coin flip into the episode. I don't, know. uh, we don't really need to go over the teams, uh, right now we'll, because we'll do that that's probably going to be the next. Yeah. That's pretty much the end of the episode. We can talk about the teams now. We can talk about the format. We can talk about Jordan and Tori. What do you want to kick this off with?
1: Let's just get the worst part of this out of the way. Like, why the hell are we getting Bloodlines to Electric Boogaloo? Like, really? Like, what... In what universe did someone at Buena Murray go, Hey, remember what we did on Bloodlines? It worked so great the first time. Let's do it again. It sucked the first time. It de-incentivized any motivation for all of the missions where they were a team because Johnny had his cousin just throw every mission so that Johnny would have control over the vote. Like I just cannot understand who thought this was a great idea to bring this back. And then actually everybody else go, yeah, no one pushed back or if someone did push back, who was the person that was like, yeah, no, this will work. This will work. Let's do this. Like I, I literally cannot fathom how this is happening. So I'll say this. I, I feel like I remember
0: the bloodlines format was a little bit more convoluted, uh, than just a, a straight
1: up teams format.
0: Rob would probably remember. You may remember.
1: I remember if it. it. Is so just it, the way it works is they did the same type of picks where the, the bloodlines were on opposite teams. And then the winning team got to pick somebody. And then the losing team had to pick one of their own to go in. And then from there, they would go one on one. And then whoever lost, their partner also had to go home. So, and from they the already. Team? Yeah. So, like. That's so stupid. Do you so think stupid. they're going to do that? That's exactly what they're doing because they talked about, they talked about in the uh, trailer, there was a brief moment where they go, since your ride or die has to go home, you also have to go home. So they completely gave away that it's the same exact format that didn't work the first time. And it made bloodlines, which was already a questionable season. It's what killed the season in my opinion, because there was a ton of great storylines. There was a ton of great drama. There was a ton of great fights But the way they structured the missions and some of the useless bloodlines they had on there is what killed the season. They had a format to this point in this season that was about to get really interesting because the friends were going to have to start putting each other in and things were about to get messy. And so literally they're on the precipice of this getting very, very conflictual between these teams and they just threw it away.
0: Yeah, they piss down their legs. I don't get what. So, if you're one of the people that don't like to hear us bitch about the show, just turn it off right now. Just like, turn it you don't off. Need to listen to the rest of the episode. You're like, done. <laughs> yeah, like we love you're not you, but I am
1: so pissed at this show right now.
0: The the producers pissed down their legs. They don't know what the fuck they were doing. We, I've said this the last few weeks. They're finally getting to the point where this format that they came up with, where four teens had to go in, was going to start to pay off. People were going to have to start making really tough decisions. They were going to have to put their friends in. And the format was starting to bear fruit, right? They could have rode this to the end. It would have made for a probably a very good season. And now they do this, which absolutely destroys it, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm generally, generally, I like team formats, right? I don't like team formats in the context of, oh, we're going to sprinkle it in in the middle of the season, and we're going to break up all the continuity of everything that's going on. And the team formats... In the end, will mean absolutely dog shit because everyone in their grandmas knows that we're just gonna go back to pairs or individuals at some point in time. Yes. We know it's gonna go back to pairs. We know it. We know it. And if they're going to have the loser of the elimination and their bloodline on the opposite team go home, then what the fuck is the point of all of this?
1: Like I don't I don't know. Like I, that's the thing that is just unfathomable to me. This is what happened on Bloodlines. Did someone not go back and go, hey guys, maybe we should reconsider going to this format. Like if you want to split the format up, okay? So let me give them the benefit of the doubt here. If you are going to split up the format into two teams and you're going to still be sending a team home every week, instead of splitting up the ride or dies into this awful format that sucked the first time, why not just say, hey, you really want to come in first or second place on this mission? Okay, now those teams are team captains, and they draft an entire team. So that way you keep the rider dies on the same team, and then you send teams into elimination so that you don't have a partner who's standing there with their dick in their hand, watching themselves get eliminated, and they can't even fight their way out of it. Like, what is this crap? Like, I literally... I've said it and I've said this phrase. I'm just going to keep saying it. I cannot wrap my head around who thought this was a good idea and who concurred because it didn't work. It was bad. And now they've just brought it back. I said at the top
0: of the episode, it's not that they're making decisions that aren't great. They're making decisions that are arguably like the worst possible decisions that they could make Mm -hmm. on multiple levels. And that's kind of why the main show is where it is right now. So we can move on a little bit. Let, let's talk about
1: the draft. Right. So before we, before we move on, let's, let, I want to, I want to put a quote out there because one of our Patreons said this best and I'm going to quote it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see here. I, I commented on it. Okay. Um, so Slurms McKenzie from our discord said, I fucking hate that I love this stupid fucking show. And my response was, this may be the most eloquent way to put it. Why producers do you make me hate something that I love so much? Because I love this show and I love this franchise. We do a podcast. We wouldn't be doing this podcast if we didn't love the show. And why do they insist on making decisions that make us hate it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't get why. Yeah, I, w- I would love to hear the thought process and logic from the person who is in charge of making this de- these decisions and why they thought this was the best course of action mm-hmm. moving forward. They didn't need to do this. Um, and on top of all e- of,
1: this, and on top of imp- all this, we did. Go ahead.
0: We, did, we didn't even get an elimination this episode. Nope. Uh, we're stretching it, like, it out. We, we, we spent a ton of time on the mission. Uh, a, a lot of the aspects of... Or a lot of the criticisms that we give the show about... Generally... Why we we think it's an, a less interesting product than it has been in the past. We're very prominent this episode. Uh the editing, the content that they focused on, the length of the mission. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the draft. Let's talk about the teams that were chosen. Uh, Fessy's team consists of Fessy himself, Casey, Anissa, Bananas, Chauncey, Nelson, Olivia, and Tori. Team two, Mariah's team consists of Kenny, Jordan, Nani, Amber, Naurice, Horacio, and Devin. I thought Mariah took Fessy to school on this. I think Mariah objectively has the better team. I agree. I think Fessy kind of completely missed the, the concept of what was going on here and that he did not understand that it doesn't the, – the person that you pick – or excuse me, let, let me rephrase this. The person that you put on the other person's team is just as important as the person that you put on your team. Mm-hmm. And he completely missed that. And I think pretty much with the exception of one person – he put a value added, a value add on Mariah's team. And the only person that falls out outside of that for me is Kenny. And I don't think we really know like how good Kenny is. He seems like he's okay, you know, mm-hmm. but with the exception of Kenny, he put Devin, Norris, and Nani on Mariah's team, all which all of which are very good.
1: And in the context of a team season are very, very good. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, with team seasons, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And Mariah drafting Jordan sticks Fessy with Anissa. And if they have running yeah. missions, it's going to be hard for Fessy's team to compete because Anissa, as we have seen this entire season, literally can't run. How sure? How sure are you that they're doing the bloodlines format? Where you have to go home if... 98% positive based on the trailer. Like, why in the world would you say the phrase, because your ride or die is gone, you also have to go home? That tells me that we're just going right back to where we were.
0: I, I thought it was a little bit different of a phrasing. I think I know what you're talking about from the trailer. It almost sounded like that someone got DQ'd and they have to go home. That's kind of what I...
1: Perceive. Right, but if you don't get eliminated with your partner, then why does the other person have to go home?
0: No, I'm talking about that. Like, I don't think that that was in the context of like the format of the season. I, I thought I kind of when I heard that, I thought that they were kind of just, um, yeah. I mean, I guess so. At some point, if they were going to do that, they would have to go back to Ride or Dies." So, I guess kind of what I was thinking there was that uh, they would, at some later point, go back to pairs and if they were going to go back to ride or dies that means that they would have to continue with the ride or dies and up until that point Mm -hmm. so really none of this matters the strength of the team doesn't matter Mm -hmm. the fact that they're in teams doesn't matter nope none of it matters
1: none of it matters and here's the other thing too so like i give fessy a little bit of props for drafting bananas because if i'm fessy and i'm quote unquote wanting to take control of the game I kind of want Bananas under my thumb as much as I can, because if he's on the other team, you know that Johnny's going to be scheming and doing shit to fuck with the format. Like you just know. So it's better off to have your enemy right next to you than against you, working against you undercover. So I mean, you like, still can though. You right? still he can. And they, that's what's the stupid thing about this format. When they did Bloodlines, Bananas team One, almost every one of them. Why? Because his cousin threw the mission so that Johnny had control of the vote every time.
0: It'll be interesting to see how open they are with the fact that teams throw missions. (laughs) We we haven't gotten... I don't think we... Did we really get that last season in Spies, Eyes & Allies when they moved to... The team season no
1: we didn't they just the one team was just so stacked further than the rest of them and it just kind of happened but for whatever reason they never threw ct in when they had every opportunity in the world to do it because they were stupid so i mean what this boils down to is is you could have an episode where both teams are legitimately trying to throw the mission and no one actually wants to win the mission because of this format and here's the other thing how many members of this cast do you think actually know what bloodlines is or was like, I can guarantee you Fessy has never seen battle of the bloodlines. And the only people that were on that season are bananas, Anissa and Nani. And I guarantee you, they're going to keep their trap shut on how this works.
0: Yeah. This definitely advantages them. They've been Mm -hmm. through this once. They already know the holes. They know exactly how it's going to go down. It's funny. They seem to be mimicking Bloodlines very closely because it also seems like there's going to be some type of mercenary that comes in at a later point in the season based off the trailer that we saw at the end of episode nine. See,
1: everybody said that and I, I didn't catch that part. Like what happened that gave out that there's a potential mercenary coming in?
0: I don't know. TJ said something and then they like edited like someone walking out into the elimination area, filming them mm. from behind.
1: Yeah, and this really is turning into Battle of the Bloodlines 2 Electric Boogaloo now. Like, that's what this is becoming. Like, the only difference is, is instead of a bloodline, it's your ride or die. And instead of the partners all being, like, family members, some of them are just friends, and then other people have worked together on the show before. This really is the same season.
0: Yeah, exactly They're doing the
1: exact same things.
0: Okay, let's talk about some of the other aspects of this episode. The mission, we got a mini final. It's kind of funny that even they've started to refer to it as a mini final. I don't know if th- I think this may... I don't remember them overtly calling it, th- it that before. They may have. But... It's... We don't even really get to see how good some teams are. Because... Once they realize that they're not going to win, like Johnny, I don't know how many other teams were in this boat. Mm -hmm. They stopped trying, right? Johnny, once they realized that they weren't going to win, they just gave up because in their minds, they're probably thinking, if there's an elimination tonight, why are we even trying? Why are we even wasting our energy? Or if there's an elimination coming up, like what's the point for us to put forth any effort? Let's just Mm -hmm. hang out here. And we saw Johnny laying on the ground. We saw Johnny pulling Nani around uh on the sled after it was over they were just completely done
1: and nani's telling production we really care i promise we really do care about this i promise while they're just laughing and it's like i mean it's the correct strategy i mean they do care but at the same time like there's no incentive to win no like at what point there's no consequence to come and last so you're either first or you're last second place is just the first loser in this season what does it matter So if you're already that far behind, why, why, why expend the energy to do it? Like that's part of the problem with the format is there's no stakes beyond who wins. There was literally
0: no reason Mm -hmm. to win this mission at all whatsoever because you got to split up the teams, but if the teams don't matter and they do the bloodlines format again, where if the person on the opposing team loses elimination and you have to go home as well, then this entire mission was pretty much for nothing. Mm-hmm. I did think the, the mission in and of itself, the different checkpoints, what they had at each of the checkpoints, the, the endurance aspect. I did think that this, that the mission in and of itself was set up Well, I thought it was way too long. They obviously stretched it way longer than it needed to be because they wanted to try and stretch this nine this entire episode into ninety minutes without having an elimination, mm-hmm. without having an interrogation, and they needed. Like we really didn't get a goddamn thing this episode. Like what did no. we learn in this episode? Like nothing. We got the Jory and Jordan, Torian Jordan content, and that was it. That was really
1: the only thing worth watching on this entire episode that had any consequential bearing on what's going to happen moving forward. Because I mean, the whole montage at the beginning of the show, I mean, they were just saying nice things about their partners and then it was 10 minutes of that. And then we get to the mission and the mission was fine, but it lasted forever. Then we get the twist and the format change. Okay. And then we get the night out, which we learned nothing at the night out, other than people making apologies and loving each other, and then Fessy talking about how he's gonna outwit Mariah. Okay, we already knew that was gonna happen. Like, what? What? Do you, I have the. Uh, what did we
0: I do? I have the. I have the. Uh, I don't know if this was on. I think this was on Twitter. Uh, a tweet that Mariah gave in regards to uh, Fessy. She said, uh, "I trusted Fessy to be a good friend, but instead, when we were walking back from the mini final." I asked him if we could talk to make fair teams, and he said, "Quote, I brought you here. Uh, I became super sick." And he said, "Quote, not my partner, not my problem."
1: And this again shows you that Fessy's a dumbass and doesn't realize the format of this of what's coming.
0: I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Fessy's out of here pretty quick uh, because I, I,
1: I almost expect it. Like I feel like most people are going to be like, oh, this is an easy way to get rid of it. Let's throw the mission and get Fessy gone. It
0: doesn't really seem like Johnny has any incentive to keep Fessy around. They're not really working with each other. The only kind of conduit that he has to Fessy is that he's He's Johnny's partners with with Nani. And Nani is, um, well, yeah, right. So that would be the more direct incentive that Johnny has is that Johnny is hooking up with Mariah and Mariah is Fessy's partner. And if Fessy goes home, Mariah will go home. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That makes it tough. Really what this entire shakeup does is Johnny is now in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. He's the one in charge right now. This could turn into the Johnny bananas pretty much parade as we go from now until the end of the season.
1: And that's the thing. Johnny and Anissa are on the same team so they can literally tell their partners hey throw the mission every time and me and anisa that's two votes and then who else is on his team casey so casey's probably not going to vote with the two of them but who is on their team oh tory what's tory gonna do do what anisa says what's chauncey gonna do anything to keep them from going home okay Do they have a relationship with Fessy? No, because Fessy screwed Amber twice. Like, Fessy doesn't realize that with this format, because he's never seen it before, that Johnny and Anissa are just going to run him out of the game really quickly because they have the numbers on the team if the other team throws it.
0: I think this really hurts Nelson's chances
1: to win. Oh, he's Uh, dead. (laughs) Like,
0: he's pretty much dead in the water. Who do you think they're going to throw
1: in against Fessy? Nelson? His big... His big
0: advantage this season was that he was partnered re- with Narice. Narice is honestly one of the better women on this season. She, uh, as far mm-hmm. as the general casting poll of women for the main show right now, I would say that she's probably one of the, the better competitors almost And the fact that
1: they've been trying to get her on for years and haven't been able to do it for whatever reason or a format or whatnot, it's, like, it's kind of been criminal that we haven't gotten her before now. She's good.
0: Yeah, I mean, she... Yeah, like overall, she's a good competitor. I mean, she's like she's pretty good. Um, as far as content, at least she's doing something. Um, were you surprised that Tori and Devon were the last picks in this? Because no, I all. definitely was. I wasn't. really?
1: Because think of it this way: go back to what you started off with at the beginning of this discussion. Um. Who the partner is of the person you pick is just as important. And quite frankly, to me, of all the teams, Devin and Tori are the most, like, there's not as many glaring weaknesses in either one of them, whereas Jordan and Anissa, there's a pretty glaring weakness there. You've also got, um, you know, some of the less experienced people, whereas with Devin and Tori, you have two vets who, they have a couple weaknesses, but nothing that's going to kill you. So you almost want to try to stick the other team with the worst one because net-net is is you're getting a good competitor from that team. So why why try to draft one of them quicker when you can draft the lesser of two evils on a weaker team? Because it seemed like
0: they didn't focus on that a lot of the time, right? Because based off of your argument, I'm surprised that Horacio didn't go way sooner because Horacio is a very strong competitor and Olivia is... He's okay, you know. We're about. I think that was rookie. I think that was
1: a rookie syndrome, though, more than a strategy syndrome.
0: I don't know. And then I thought the really, because at the same time, if if we're just looking at the difference in value between the two partners, Amber B going where she did, and she went, she essentially. I don't. I don't know how much of a difference there is between Amber B and Chauncey as far as overall value goes. So that's why I don't. That's why I was kind of surprised that Amber B went when she did. I think that's where I think you could have made an argument that you could have thought about picking Tori, but at the same time, then you give the other team, Devin. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think Devin, that's why this format for getting, sucks right there. It, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't, none, none of this matters. Like the teams yeah. don't matter. The teams, um, don't.
1: they do in the sense the only way that these teams matter is you want to try to draft people on your team that will vote the way you want them to. That's really the strategy of this awful format. That's why Fessy made a huge mistake in getting both. I mean, not that he could have avoided it, but getting both bananas and Anissa on his team, they're going to run the show now. Like it's all in their hands. Whatever they want to do is what's going to happen.
0: All right. Let's let, let's think about that. I think that's a very good point. Let's look at the alliances for each of the teams on Fessy's team, the people that will vote with Fessy are Fessy himself, Casey, Nelson, maybe Olivia. Olivia, right? Maybe. So th- those are four people on that team. I think I think those people definitely will will vote together. And so, if there are four people that will vote together, that leaves Anissa, Bananas, Chauncey, probably. Chauncey and Tori. Well, I don't... So that'll be interesting. So it's Anissa, Bananas, and Tori will vote together. It'll be really interesting to see what Chauncey does. I just don't Um, think
1: that Amber will want him to work with Fessy because of her past experience with him. So I feel like she's going to tell Chauncey work with Bananas over Fessy.
0: So that team seems like it's almost in some type of gridlock. Team two it's probably going to be the same way just because how the... Well, I don't know. Let's see. So team two consists of Mariah and Kenny will probably vote with each other. Um, Narice will probably vote with them. Yeah, it makes it tough. It, it's probably just exactly the same as it is on the other team because you don't want, if you're going to go home, if your partner goes home, like you're still mutually aligned at this yep.
1: point. And that's why I think that at the end of the day, so who's going to be the smartest person in terms of how this format works? It's going to be Anissa and Johnny. So they're going to tell their partners, do everything you can to throw the mission because then the four of us are now really in control of what's going to happen on on this thing. Because the other team, there are more people that are more likely to mutually work together, especially when you look at the fact that, okay, Mariah is connected to Fessy. So you're going to assume that Kenny is going to vote the way Casey tells him to, which he's going to, so that that's how that's going to play out. Devin's a wild card. Who knows? I think Devin's going to change his, he and Tori have kind of been working with everyone and it's kind of coming back to bite them. But now this format change probably helps them because the way they'll keep themselves safe is to follow the lead of Johnny and Anissa because that's going to, what gets them to the end at this point
0: all right let's look at pacing for the rest of the season we just finished episode nine we have one two three four five six seven eight pairs left so you would think that that would mean that we will have four more episodes of pairs going home which would put us at episode
1: 12 Two episodes for the final. No, that would put us at episode uh, 13. Oh, 13. No, no, that would be 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, 13.
0: Episode 13 until we get to the final. Two episodes for the final. 15 episodes. Sounds about right.
1: Sounds like a sweet spot to me.
0: Well, I don't know. I think that's... I mean, if you have to have... An episode where no one goes home, I, I think you're not at a sweet spot. Well, at least uh, we didn't
1: get Jenna and Zach home drama. I mean, this episode sucked. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like a dump on your TV. That was what that episode was in Total Madness, was a dump on your TV.
0: If you had to give this uh, a letter grade, what would you give it?
1: This episode... a D minus because it wasn't an outright failure because there was at least the content between Jordan and Tori. And even though the mission was long, it was still somewhat decent, but the rest of it, the format changed the, the long montage at the beginning, that was completely pointless, the pointless club night, the pointless deliberation. Like there were like, let's say you broke this thing into 10 segments one and a half to two segments were worth your time and the rest were just a waste of time. Let's talk about Tori
0: and Jordan and then we'll start wrapping everything up. Who who did you think was in the right? And who did you think was in the wrong here?
1: They're both right and both wrong as stupid as that sounds. Okay. Because they had not seen each other in person since they broke up. They had communicated through text a little bit, so it was what it was. They get there and they hadn't seen each other. Things feel super normal. Things feel good. Things feel fun. Hey, we're wrestling. Hey, we're laying in bed together. This is a place of comfort. Being on the challenge is very stressful. So having someone to cuddle with at the time and you're single, you know, it's a it's an easy thing to fall back into. Jordan made the mistake of not drawing the line with Tori and saying, hey, I'm saying that I still love you because I love you, not because I want to get back together with you. Like when we broke up, I still loved you, but we don't work as a couple, but we're good as friends. Like if he had been able to draw that line in the sand, I think he avoids this situation a little bit easier, but because he didn't and Tori started leaning towards having feelings again, now they're just in a mess because of it. But at the same time, like Tori lived with him for long enough and she could see what was going on with Mary's and they weren't officially together on this season. They were hanging out wrestling. I don't know if they fully hooked up. I mean, they kind of hint at it, but you don't really know for sure. But I mean, Jordan had just hooked up with Nia on All Stars 3. So you know that Jordan is Jordan. So like you shouldn't be terribly surprised either. So I think they're both they're they're both right and they're both wrong.
0: Interesting. Um, I don't know if you can like write off someone's behavior uh, by like saying, "Oh, that's just them," right, and like that then making it okay.
1: You know well, I, mean? I didn't say it made it okay. I said it means you know this is what he does, so why are you surprised?
0: And I think my counter would be, like, I I don't know. It's, I don't think it's ideal. It's the first time that they'd seen each other in, I think they said a year and a half. At this point, we're... How many weeks into the season are we at this point? How long have um, they been around each other?
1: Uh, I would say this is episode nine. Five weeks, maybe.
0: They're five weeks in, and it seems like Jordan's been complicit in maintaining some type of physical relationship with Tori. Mm-hmm. And then he has this relationship with Norris. I don't think it's great.
1: Uh No. Like, I think Jordan, like I said, he should have told her, you know, hey, we're just having fun. Like, we are not... I'm not looking to rekindle anything with you. I'm not looking that, like, I'm single. Like, don't don't take this. And at the same time, if it's me, like, put me in this situation, when I've broken up with people in the past, I want nothing to do with that person again. Not because I hate them, but you just don't want to be reminded of the emotional pain. Now, they're thrown together on the challenge, and it's right back in your face. If I'm Jordan, I wouldn't have even wanted to lead her in any direction. Like, I think that's where Jordan is very wrong is he really looks like he's giving her the wrong impression of where they are. And it was very clear from his confessionals this time that he was deflecting. And it's like, it's Tory's world and it's Tori's this, it was like, dude, you are delusional from the standpoint of you created this situation. Like you gave Definitely. her the ability to act this way because you didn't set boundaries, that's on you, dude. So you talk
0: about how you've handled uh, breakups with relationships in the past. Is that the approach that you took when you called it off with Keho?
1: You know, it was hard. Pun not intended. But <laughs> you know, I had to lose. I just couldn't resist that joke. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I, I just, I had to, I had to cut him out, man. It was just, you know, we had our, we had our issues and if I'm around you, those feelings are going to resurface. I mean, I just, what
0: can you do, man? All
1: right. Anything else that we want
0: to touch on as we wrap up episode nine?
1: I want to leave a sliver of doubt that this format change could work because there's more vets involved. I really do. Like I really love this show and we were having such a good season and this has been a good cast that I'm hopeful this thing isn't going to go down the toilet, but history shows that that's the route that this is headed with this format. So the only thing I can do is hope that they surprise me. Like that's what I have to cling to for the hope here because I want to like this. I really do. I was liking this. And in one episode they threw away all the goodwill they had built up.
0: Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back again next week to talk about episode 10 of Rider Dies. Have a good week.